0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Earlier this week, Carrie Price, more about Carrie Price in the news, continuing and uh, developing the story. And he revealed that he sought help for substance abuse and that he is under stress from uh, mental, mental health challenges. And it got me to thinking about the challenges people are facing in our society now. And it's not something we haven't talked about as COVID has created a great deal of stressful reality for millions of people, millions of people in this country and beyond. And stress can be such um, a destructive reality. I remember we did a series of interviews with first responders who were dealing with PTSD. Police officer, police sergeant in Toronto, who was being ridiculed by his peers because of the stress that he was dealing with. Um, Firefighter in Mississauga, he had been firefighter of the year, and he found himself in a burned out car where four young men had been sitting. And he was the first one on the scene and had to uh, explain to one of the mothers what well, was just in the car? Her son was in there. So that really cost for it was one of the issues that he had to deal with. These first responders deal with terrible realities. And a nurse in uh, Calgary was on the air with us talking about her husband, who's a paramedic first responder. And his depression was so significant, and again, she said he was being teased by his co-workers. His depression was so significant that she wrote out a contract for her husband that he had to you may remember this that he had to sign every day before she went to work and that is that he would promise not to commit suicide while she was at work they did that each and every day mark hennick is the author of so called normal it's also the podcast of the same name he hosts the podcast Mark is a mental health strategist, served as national spokesperson for the Canada-wide Faces of Mental Illness campaign. He is the CEO of Strategic Mental Health Consulting, his TED Talk video of attempting suicide at 15, and being saved by a stranger has been viewed millions of times online. Mark, thank you for coming back on the program. Whenever I think of those first responders and the stories they were willing to share on the air... It's it's very difficult, uh, and I wonder how many people are, maybe not at the level those first responders are, maybe they are, but maybe not as far, but are dealing with very difficult stresses each and every day when they get up. Is there any idea what percentage of the population is dealing with stress, maybe increasingly now because of the pandemic?
1: Yeah, thanks for having me back, Roy. You know, we have seen uh, research emerging, particularly in the last several weeks, uh, to show that rates of mental illnesses are in fact increasing. Not only stress and stress-related disorders like anxiety, PTSD, and uh, um, substance-related disorders, uh, but also depression and potentially even suicide. So there was some uh, concern, I think, early on that we were sounding the alarm bells about this uh, this echo pandemic prematurely. But really, the data is starting to bear this out that the the isolation, uh, the uncertainty, uh, the fear, uh, it really is wearing on people. Yeah.
0: The Carrie Price story, there's a sense. I talk to uh, sports fans, and and they say to me, some of them do, well, how can anybody who has that kind of a life uh, Mm. be feeling stresses? I mean, lots of money, great, glamorous life, seems like such a well-adjusted, comfortable guy in his own skin, and now we hear that Mr. Price um, has... Had to deal whether was dealing with substance abuse issues and depression. N- no one uh, no one is immune, right?
1: No, they're certainly not. And I think what you're referring to here is really at the heart of not only why people struggle in these kinds of high-profile positions, as well as others, uh, but also why we sometimes are slow to recognize that might that they might be struggling, even when all the signs are there. And it's that I think we slot people into these rigid identities of who we want them to be. You know, they need to be the star hockey player, and that's it, and nothing else. They don't have any other life. When, of course, that's not the case at all. Um, so. Sometimes when people are in those kinds of positions and they invest so much of themselves in that role of being, you know, the the winning uh, goaltender, uh, when they feel that they fall short of those expectations, that they let the fans down or that they fail in that role in some way, it comes as so much deeper of a wound. So it affects them even more. So I think that we need to to introduce more flexibility, not only in how we see ourselves, but how we see each other as well. Yeah.
0: The acceptance of mental illness, mental health issues is fairly new, isn't it, in our society? People are now more comfortable saying, yeah,
1: I deal with mental health issues or I know somebody who does as opposed to hiding it. It is, and we see a stark uh, generational difference as well. Uh, millennials and younger, Gen Z and younger, uh, are much more likely than older generations uh, to not only identify that they might be struggling with a mental health problem or illness, which is key, that, that early identification is key, but also they're more likely to reach out for help, to ask for help. And that's why this has become such an important issue for employers as well. Because if you have an employee, or uh, and particularly in the case of the NHL or any other employee, um, your rights uh, are to receive help uh, when you reach out for uh, a mental health problem or illness, just like any other illness. So employers are getting the message, I think, quickly now, too, because so many more people are reaching out.
0: Yeah. So let me just expand on that a little bit and also include the issue of carry Price and people who are stars. Most people aren't sports or other celebrities. They may have difficulty facing speaking out, even a family and friends, about their challenges and may as well, Mark, not have the financial resources or other supports to engage expensive treatments. How great a challenge might that be? And particularly during COVID, when we know hospitals are heavily stretched as far as patient resources are concerned,
1: Yeah, you know, every year when uh, Bell Let's Talk rolls around, for example, or any other large uh, awareness oriented initiative, people always say, you know, talking isn't enough. Awareness isn't enough. We need action. I would actually argue, you know, in defense of talking, in defense of awareness, that we actually need to do that first, because raising good quality awareness of mental health and mental illnesses Um, is an action and that's what increases help seeking behavior. If we just apply solutions that we think would be helpful without actually educating ourselves first, then in fact they could be harmful and they might be stigmatizing. So that awareness piece is key because it increases help seeking behavior. The other side of it is that we need to ensure, like you mentioned, that we have service systems that are ready and able uh, to meet the needs of people who reach out. If somebody reaches out, is there there somebody there to reach back? Uh, And I think what we're increasingly seeing is that, in fact, the system not only is broken but was never built properly to begin with, that services can be expensive and confusing to navigate, uh, and it's an incredible burden on families in particular to support their loved ones through this journey i hope this question isn't redundant
0: is it ever too late to confront mental health challenges
1: no i mean i'm of the view that recovery is not only possible from the vast majority of mental health problems and illnesses but recovery is in fact expected and likely when people get the help they need and the good news is that we do have effective interventions across the range of uh, not only mental health problems and illnesses but severity within those illnesses uh, that have been shown to be effective uh, now, we do know, however, it does get more and more complicated the longer that you wait, uh, that the majority of people report that the roots of their mental health struggles began in adolescence, in, in childhood and adolescence. So that's why it's so important that we get uh, support to kids in particular, uh, because then that, that little nudge to their to their health and well-being and coping can last with them throughout their entire life. If you want
0: to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts,